Hello, and welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are a faith-filled, family-focused church that's in Lakeville, Minnesota. In a moment, you'll be able to hear a sermon from one of our pastors. We hope that you enjoy and grow closer to God through these messages. And now, for a sermon from our lead pastor, Derek Ross. Man, let's thank the Lord for what he's doing. Yeah. Praise God. Well, good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to those watching, worshiping online. We have had uh, quite the time. We want to say welcome. This is uh, what we're going to call, starting this fall, a fifth Sunday for you all. Some of you are like, it's September 4th. It's not a fifth Sunday. I know, but it's giving you a, a taste, a picture of Revelations uh, 7, 9. It says, uh, there before the throne, there was people from every tribe, tongue, language group, praising the Lord together. So in the nine o'clock service, we had more of our Francophone uh, fellowship that was with us, led by Pastor Judith and Jonathan, their worship leader. And now in the 1045, we have our Espanol congregation that's with us. Come on, let's make it feel welcome here today. The uh, Francophone dressed in brighter colors, but I think the uh, Espanol is a little bit louder. So I don't know. We're going to see either way, white people step it up. Either way, you know, whatever's going on, English service, whatever we have, so great to be here. I'll tell you, we've had just such a time in the presence of the Lord. Um, I got a little hot in the jacket in the first service, so I'm going to go without it today, but I was just kind of overwhelmed twice, two different times, just weeping in the presence of the Lord and uh, just believing that uh, this is a significant moment in the life of our church, and we're so excited for what he's doing. Uh, Today is double doors, and so hopefully you got a, a note sheet on the way in. There you go. That'll make more sense to a few of you newer people uh, here in a few minutes, I think. But there are seven points. I'm going to get to all of them, and uh, I'll get to them quickly. And then we're going to pray together once again, and we're going to bring these doors up front. We believe the Lord will open them. I mean, we're going to physically open them, but he's opening them spiritually. It's not like a magic trick. We're like, okay, God. You know, like we will open them, representing what the Lord is doing, and we're all going to have opportunity to walk through and step into healing and provision and favor and increase. Um, I felt like even during worship as we were praying, I didn't uh, have this word in the first service, but that uh, somebody walking through um, will have a, a womb be opened. And so if you don't want any more kids, you might want to pray against that. But I'm just saying, I just felt like that word from the Lord. And so we're praying just whatever he has for us that we're open to it. Amen. Uh, babe, that word was not for us. I just wanted to be real clear though, you know, that was for somebody else. Amen. And so that's great. Amen. But uh, as Pastor Trevor mentioned, school's happening. Some of you are already back in school. The rest are going back this week. So uh, for the teachers and educators, if you would stop by, we have a table in the lobby. We've got some uh, information there, a Christian educators group that you can uh, be part of. We know in the last two years, especially, it seems like education, students, learning, subjects has be, uh, been pushed to the forefront more now than ever, at least in my lifetime. And so we want to help give those resources. And one of the things that we want to give you, if you're a teacher, professor, educator, whatever it is that you're called, uh, we got a gift card for you on the way out. We know you probably don't get quite enough budget to buy all the things that you need to buy to do your job. That's a weird setup, but that's what it is. And so we want to give you a gift card to help with that and be praying for you so that it's more than just today. So stop by that table. We want to be a blessing to you. Well, today I'm preaching um, the message that is titled Double Doors. And uh, even as I mentioned last night to our 10-year-old Kennedy, she said, what are you preaching tomorrow, Dad? I said, double doors. She said, double doors. You know, I was like, okay. It's been five years since I preached this message, or four years, but it was five years ago that the Lord put this word in my heart. It was in January during our time of prayer and fasting, which by the way, be in prayer for our prayer leaders. They were already meeting last month in August for the word of the Lord uh, come January of next year. So, you know, every year we receive um, uh, a booklet of devotions and prayers that we're praying together. So they're already working on that. Be in prayer for them. It's always an interesting thing in August to ask God what he's saying in January, but we know uh, that his Holy Spirit will speak to us in advance. And so we're just praying for them as well. But it was in this time of prayer and fasting in uh, January of 2017 
as I was reading through his word, I, I, I came upon this passage of scripture and I received it as a word in my own life. And I just felt like, you know, there are times where it seems like the Holy Spirit will just highlight a text on the page. You know, it just jumps out and you're like, I received that for me. I grabbed it with two hands. I put both hands up like I was Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, whatever, you know, you're, and I was like, Lord, that is for me. And then the more that I talked with our staff and other leaders, I realized as we were praying, this really became a word for our house, for this church, that it was more than just something that he was doing in my life. But we recognize that a lot of times what he does in me and through me ends up being for all of us. But this was something significant that we took hold of, that we believed uh, looking back, but really looking forward, that we were just going to walk in some supernatural favor, that these double doors were going to open. Now, I think these double doors are like um, a mile marker or what I might call, um, um, what, what did I write down? What did I call it? Defining moment. Thank you. <laughs> and um, we read about these in scripture, right? The children of Israel, as they would go through things, one of them happened, Joshua chapter four, that, that they crossed the Jordan River on dry ground. It had been a full river and the priests stepped forward as they put their foot down, the Lord made the, the dry ground appear and they walked forward. And as they crossed, then the Lord gave them instructions to go and make um, a mile marker, a defining moment. What did he call it? Stones of remembrance. You might even see some of that when you drive in on the north entrance out here. There's a group of stones, they're piled high, but it's not just architecture. It was a spiritually significant moment. Now it happened all throughout scripture. Uh, we could read about it. I'll give you some more text. I won't read them, but uh, Exodus 13 tw and 24, Deuteronomy 27, Joshua 22 and 24, 1 Samuel 7. Like you can go back and read all these kind of times because God knew if, they just received a miracle and moved on. They might forget what he did and they would encounter another tough time and they'd be like, we don't know what to do. We've never had this happen before. Sound familiar, right? It wasn't just the last two years that humans have lost their minds and they're like, we don't know what to do. We've never been here before. Well, we may not have been here before, but God has gone before us. And, and so it was this thing, right? That to other people who, who didn't know God, they weren't the people of God. They were just starting in a pile, a heap of rubble, but to the people of God, I believe to you and I, dear brothers and sisters, they're a constant reminder that Yahweh was both personal and powerful and that he works wonders on behalf of his people. And that's what we believe. It's not just a slogan that's printed down the hallways. You go down this kid's wing and you can see the words double doors. If you come in the office, you can see it up on banners or, or, or signs on the wall. It's more than just words that we say. It's something that's been imprinted on our hearts. It's stones of remembrance for us that we look back and we see how far God has brought us and we step through the double doors into everything that God has for us. Amen? So if you have a Bible, you could turn to first uh, Isaiah chapter 45, verses one to three. If you're able, if you'd stand to your feet here this morning, I'm gonna read it in English. It's being translated, interpreted uh, for the deaf, and also then translated with some earpieces for those uh, Spanish primary speaking. Uh, the interpreters did ask me beforehand, they're like, are you going to say it in English and then French and then Spanish? And then we interpret. I said, no, we did it in French in the ears in the first service, Spanish in the second. And uh, anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. I talk fast enough as it is. They don't need to interpret three languages. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Isaiah chapter 45, verses one to three. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I've held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors. Somebody said double doors? <laughs> to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. Sounds real familiar, right? To Jesus saying that the gates of hell will not prevail. What God opens, nobody can shut. I will go before you, he said, and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by name, and the God of Israel. Amen. Preaching a message that we've titled Double Doors. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word, the revelation of your son, Jesus. We ask Holy Spirit, make you, the word of God come alive to us today, we pray. Make us more like Jesus. And we ask it in that mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. You may be seated. 
How many people have ever helped somebody move? Yeah, if you've never, if you're about to move, look at all the people that had their hands up. That's who you want to talk to right after church. Amen. You know, in North Carolina, uh, my brother-in-law had had a pickup truck, a Chevy Z71, and he was selling it. So I bought it because I lived in the South and I felt like that's what you should do. You should have a pickup truck. Now I didn't sell my car, but uh, I also got a pickup truck. And then I found out people with pickup trucks get called more often than people without pickup trucks to help people move. And so I sold it after a year. I had to get out of the helping move business, you know? And so it wasn't a business because they weren't paying. But anyway, uh, you know, we, we, we just did this uh, with Eddie and Keeley packing up, going to, to Oklahoma. And it, it's always this big real life game of Tetris, you know, where you're trying to fit everything in the van and then you're trying to figure out how to get it into the house. Now, when we moved here seven years ago in the summer of 2015, um, we had been living in one house for eight and a half years in North Carolina. And we went from just my wife and I to then we had three kids. We stayed in that house. And so what happened is we accumulated stuff. Right now, my wife had gotten rid of a lot of the stuff before we moved because she was like, "We don't want that. I, that's code for I'm going to buy new stuff when we get there." <laughs> you know. So, uh, but but there was still a lot of stuff. And when we got to our house uh, here in Minnesota, a group of you met us at the house and helped welcome us to the state. Which, by the way, it was in the summer. I think the search committee knew what they were doing. They didn't invite me in the winter. They were like, "Come on, be our pastor. It's warm. It's June, July. Come on." Then winter came. I don't know what was up with that. But anyway. Um, so we were moving and some of the stuff, my wife didn't know where it was going to go. I know you're talking about your wife a lot with moving, your wife a lot with, it. that's the reality. I can't lie and say like, we were making decisions of where stuff was going in our house. All I did is what she told me to do. And so she's directing people and, and some of the stuff, when she didn't know where it was going to go, the instruction was put it in the basement. Now, that was a new thing for me because I had never lived in a part of the country with basements. I grew up in Seattle and then in North Carolina. We didn't have basements. And so uh, things were going in the basement, which you would think is fine because I'm like, put anything down there. We'll get to it later. The problem is at our house, uh, 1970s house, the hallway to the basement was the most narrow hallway in the house. The ceiling was low. I could touch the ceiling without a ladder. Now, I know I'm not like the shortest guy in the room, but I'm just saying I could touch the ceiling and I could almost spread my shoulders and hit both sides of the walls, you know? And you would go down a hallway and then you had to turn and then immediately go right back down the stairs. And the door, I don't even think it was regulation. We ended up having to take the door by we, I mean, one of you guys took the door off the hinges because <laughs> your pastor can preach, but he can't take doors. You know, so anyway, you took the door off the hinges because the doorway was too tight. And it was like figuring out how can we turn and get this sofa down the stairs. Now, little boxes were no problem, but then there was like a bed frame and it was like you had to try to stand stuff up and then slide it. We were putting... Uh, blankets on the, again, I say we were putting blankets. You were putting blankets on the floor. I mean, I'm just trying to get in the mode with you guys. We were putting blankets on the floor. It was like trying to slide things down. And we were trying to figure out how in the world can we make this happen? And it was frustrating. It was a difficult thing, but we got it done by we, I mean, you got it done. (laughs) And then eventually we figured out where things were going. And then I had to have Pastor Lewis come back over and say, now we need to bring it back out of the basement (laughs) and move it up the other things. So we're trying to figure out how do we slide things, but it was this hassle. It was difficult to do. If you contrast that, my parents' house had their front doors were double doors. You could just unlock the hinge. It's like these, right? You could just open them both wide and then you could just carry stuff straight in. You didn't have to worry about how do we twist this? How do we make it happen? How do we do all this? And, and what happened in 2017 during prayer and fasting is I felt like this word was for me and then for our house that we were going to walk in the freedom that when God opens the doors before us, we wouldn't have to manufacture. We wouldn't have to think about. We wouldn't have to try to fit and formulate and make happen on our own, squeezing down one hallway and around the corner, just when God would do it, we could just walk into it and he would make it easy for us and the double doors would open before us. Now, I received this word so much for myself that even when we were looking at other houses in the area, um, uh, I kind of, I told our realtors, ringers, I said, we need a house with double doors because I can't, I felt like this was like my life message. This is a word from the Lord. I can't buy a house with a single door. That just doesn't, you know, like, you know, I wanted to live on a golf course and my family wanted a pool. So we compromised and we got a pool. 
which was real similar. You know, when we got married, my wife wanted to have a dog and I didn't. So we compromised and we got a dog. You know, it's just kind of, I don't know why I've not figured this out. That's how compromise works in our family. But anyway, um, I did tell them to, I said, listen, don't even show me a house without double doors. And one time Dana found was like, oh, a nice pool and all that. I was like, it doesn't have double doors. That's not for us. And we had these problems. And eventually we finally found one, had double doors and a pool. So we got it and it was awesome. But it's not a physical thing. Although I think it's interesting if you, when you leave, you'll notice you're going to go out double doors. <laughs> it really is one of those things that we just believe though, that it's, it's not just about what we see. It's a spiritually significant moment as I'll share some testimony with you about our church over these last five, six, seven years. What God has done cannot be orchestrated by man. What God has done cannot be manufactured. It's not like we got together and we formulated and we finally got the right business plan and then that's when it happened. No, what God does when he opens the doors, all we do is we walk through them and we walk in his favor and his blessed and we receive all that he has for us, amen? And so I'm gonna preach these things, but I wanna share one testimony. It came in even during worship and I saw there was somebody watching at home. They didn't say I could share it publicly, so I'm just gonna say somebody, but they know who they are because they sent it to me. And uh, they both uh, were sick and had COVID and there's some problems, some, some coughing and some uh, plugged ears and like pus coming out their eyes. And it was kind of, you know, exactly. Um, but they even said, as they watch the service, because at the end of the service, we're going to bring these doors down. We're going to open them and give everybody opportunity that wants to, to step through those. And I believe you'll step into whatever it is that God has for you. Increase, favor, provision, healing, uh, uh, pregnancy, all those kind of things, right? Again, that was not for you, babe. That was for somebody else. But you're going to walk into these things. And they even said while they were watching online, all those problems going on as they watched other people walk through the double doors on TV, his ears popped and now he can hear out of the ear that he hasn't heard out of for a week. So praise the Lord. That's what what God is doing. So I'm going to preach this message and I believe uh, it's going to be a powerful word. And uh, as I said, increase, favor, whatever it is. But most of all, we're going to experience the presence of the Lord in a real way, right? It'd be a shame to leave this place and all you did was get more money. It'd be a shame to leave this place and all you got was one extra year on earth. <laughs> no, every day that we have, we ought to live with a greater understanding and awareness of his presence. Amen. All right. Number one, talking about double doors. Number one, God's anointing brings power for his plan. This is so good. It says, thus says the Lord to his anointed, whose right hand I have held. Now this is important because this is a prophecy. This was 150 years before Cyrus was born. Okay, that means God's not limited by our time and space. We've all probably met that Christian. Maybe I'll ask you this way. Have you ever met that Christian that has a prophetic word from the Lord after something happened? Oh yeah, he told me that was gonna happen. I was like, we well, didn't tell nobody else. <laughs> Let a brother know beforehand. You know, somebody's like, oh yeah, I saw COVID was gonna happen. I was like, no, you didn't. You did not know. <laughs> Everybody in January, 2020 was like, I got 2020 vision. That's the word from the Lord. Nobody saw it. <laughs> Don't give me that fake prophecy. This is a real one. 150 years before Cyrus was born. Now Cyrus was a Gentile ruler to my study. He's the only one in the Bible that's referred to as anointed. In other, this is not the normal man of God. This is not a typical priest. This is not Israel's king, but it was someone that God would use for his purposes. He was a Gentile ruler. He had plenty of issues, sin problems, struggles, those kind of things. And yet God used him. I always uh, find it interesting how many people in America are convinced that either this president or the one before is the Antichrist. That's about the only thing that Americans agree on politically. One of the last two was a bad one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just about it. That's funny. Okay, you can laugh at that. It's, I've seen your Facebook post. You've seen mine. It's fine, okay? But here's the thing. I don't know why Christians, yes, those of us here at Celebration, those of us here in America, the ones that I'm talking to, I don't know why we live in fear based upon who's in office politically. Because what does this say? It was God who held the right hand of the king. Did you know that nothing happens to a leader that God doesn't allow? I didn't say nothing happens that God doesn't want. I'm not saying it's what he prefers. I'm simply saying he's allowing it to happen. 
Therefore, you ought to pay attention. You ought to pray. You ought to vote. I'm not talking against any of those kind of things. But you should not live in fear. Because it is God whose strength, it is God who's holding that hand, and it is his anointing that brings power. You know, the truth is, Cyrus, this Gentile king, would allow Jerusalem to be rebuilt, and he would set the exiles free without demanding anything in return. In fact, very few kings of Israel or Judah did as much for the people of God as Cyrus would. Think about that. It wasn't even the typical, uh, the usual suspect that people would say, oh, he's the one that's going to help Israel. But God used this king for his power. Now, if God was willing to use a pagan king, how much more will he, he use us, his children? How much more will he use us, his church? Ephesians 2.10, we're God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. This is the thing, friends. This is why we're anointed. We're anointed to advance the kingdom of God. The anointing is not just for chills and thrills on Sunday morning. The anointing is for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. The anointing is also for Sunday morning, but it's way more than just when we're gathered in the house of God. The anointing is to go and advance the kingdom of God. So I'm always suspicious of people who are talking about how anointed they are, but they're not actually doing anything for God. They're just waiting for the right time. They're waiting for the right moment. What they're really saying is, I'm waiting for God to ask me to do what I want to do. But newsflash, the anointing is not for what we want. The anointing is for what he wants. And it's his will and his ways. It's his anointing. It's his power. It's his plan. And it's our privilege to obey. Amen? All right, number two, talking about double doors. Spiritual empowerment disarms the enemy. Oh, this is so good, friends. Like, we're just wondering, oh, how do we figure it? No, we don't have to figure it out. We don't have to manufacture it. We don't have to do it in our own strength. Spiritual empowerment disarms the enemy. He said he'd subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings. I submitted to you and wondered again this week, what kind of king loosens their armor? A king not expecting a battle. The loosening of the armor was an indicator of a time of peace. I would say a king that loosens their armor during war is one that's not prepared for the moment that they're in. The truth is, we've seen far too many Christians not prepared for the moment that we're in. But here... We read that God will do what we cannot do. He'll make the battle easier because the enemy won't even be prepared for what's going to happen. You know, we're starting football season or NFL season. I saw some college games on yesterday. and Football pads are tightened when you go into the game, right? They put the helmet on put the chin strap on, whatever else they do. I don't know. I never played football. <laughs> I went to a Christian school and then I was like, oh, they're hitting me. You know? <laughs> they're like, you just got to hit through it. I was like, or I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just play baseball. It's fine. I'll hit the ball, not the people. You know, anyway. Uh, and uh, when, when, when the football player comes off the field, what do they do? They undo the helmet and they take it off and they put like a baseball hat on or a ball cap on. What does that mean? They're not, a, they're not prepared to be hit in that moment. And so what, what, what I see happening in this passage, and I believe for us, is that the Lord will make it so that the enemy's not even prepared for the attack that is coming his way, right? I think the devil loosened his chin strap when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He was like, oh, I've won. I guess I could come out of the game and just let the... No, but he didn't know what was about to hit him. Three days later, Jesus rose. He had conquered death, hell, and the grave. And now he's living again. Jesus was laid in a borrowed tomb because he had no intention of needing it for long. Jesus disarmed the enemy when he died and rose again. And now that same resurrection power lives in us. And I pray that you are spiritually empowered today because it's that empowerment that will disarm the enemy for the battle ahead. Amen. All right. Number three, these double doors will not be shut. 
these double doors will not be shut. Now we had to shut these doors after first service to get it back up because, uh, you know, back when we preached this message the first time, we had one service and then I preached it a second time, we had one service, but now they're, they're shut right now, but they'll be open again. It's okay. Um, the Bible says it this way, just a few chapters earlier, Isaiah said it this way, Isaiah 22 and 22, what God opens, no one can shut. Now this brought encouragement to me, your pastor this week, as I was reflecting over these last two years and different things. Um, you know, there was a lot of doors that were shut over the last two years. We've heard about doors that were shut at schools and churches and hospitals and uh, almost all the time, it seems like doors that were shut didn't result in good things. Um, but this encouraged me because remember, I received this word back in 2017 and we were like, that's awesome. The doors are open. 2018, doors are open. 2019, some great things happened and I'll share that. But the truth is when COVID struck and, and the government and different things, it really felt like a lot of doors were shut. And this week, it helped me to look back and remember, even if physical doors close, the supernatural ones that he opens cannot be shut by man. The only doors that man can close are doors that men have opened. And these doors that we're walking into, this favor, this blessing, this increase, it's supernatural. <laughs> it's double doors that will not be shut. I just happened to be reading this translation. A lot of other translations just say open doors, but I think there was something about this idea of double doors where we said, you don't have to figure out how you're going to fit everything through. You can just walk through with ease. That we don't have to strategize or manipulate or manufacture the move of God. Just what he opens, we can walk right through. It's not open and then close and then open and close. I wrote down in my notes, even this week, COVID can't close these doors. The government can't shut these doors. When something is supernaturally opened, it cannot be naturally closed. You know, something that helps us open doors. Yes, God is the one who opens those, but the Bible also says um, that our praise will open doors that our worship will open doors. It says it this way, Psalm 34 and verse nine, worship God if you want the best. <laughs> like, man, every week we come to celebration, they're like, come on, let's clap your hands, let's stand on your feet, let's lift, let's, whoa, why do they want that? Well, we want the best for you. Yes. Like, who wants to go to a church? We're like, welcome back for nothing good. <laughs> Sit there and act like you don't care, get the worst. Welcome to celebration. Come on, nobody wants to go to a church like that. So next time you're like, oh, here's someone jumping around, whatever. Yeah, we, why? Because we want the best. We don't want leftovers. We don't want what nobody else wanted. We want the best. Look what he goes on to say. I love this. He says, worship opens doors to all his goodness. We don't begin our service with worship because we don't know what else to do. We open our service with worship because it opens doors to all his goodness. That's why you'll notice if you're in your home and, and, and there's an atmosphere problem, there's a family fight and different things, if you'll just put worship on, it'll change the atmosphere because something will happen supernaturally. He's got to be faithful to his word. And here we're promised that worship opens doors to all his goodness. When you're fighting, when you don't know what, to, I'm telling you, if you'll begin to worship, it'll open up you to a new perspective. It opens doors to all his goodness. Amen? I see, just make sure. I don't know if they're locked or not, but okay, it's gonna, I just, just had to test it. Wanted to make sure, you know. Number four, boldly go where God has gone before. Come on, this isn't Star Trek. This is the Bible. <laughs> Boldly go where God has gone before. How many people know it should increase your boldness if you know you're just following God? <laughs> right? Like, 
He's already gone before you. He's made the crooked places straight. He's leveled the mountain before you. It's like you can walk in the dark and there's a difference between walking on flat ground and walking downstairs. When you're walking downstairs in the dark, you're trying to figure out, is this how much step? Where am I going? But the difference is if it's level ground, if you've been there before, if God's walking with you and holding your hand, you don't have to be worried about a little darkness because all you're doing is following him. You, it ought to increase your boldness knowing that God has gone before you. I've never understood why people are like, oh, I'm going back to school. There's nobody that loves Jesus. Well, you do. And guess what? He's gone before you. He's there before you got on the bus. I don't get it when people are like, oh, nobody else at my job loves Jesus. Well, you do. And he's gone before you that everywhere you go, all you're doing is following where he's already gone before you. Boldly go where God has gone before. We're just following his lead. He's made the crooked places straight. He's leveled the mountains before us. This is an indication of favor coming our way. We can walk with confidence because God has gone before us. Isaiah 41 and 10 says it this way. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God and I will strengthen you. Surely, he says, I will help you. Surely, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love walking around with our son Lincoln and uh, he, we grab hands and he always wants to hold with his right hand. He said, Dad, hold my strong hand, you know. <laughs> So I hold him with my other, but come on, that's what God's doing. He's holding us with his strong hand. By the way, he has no weak hand. I just want to clue somebody into that. He has no weak hand. Every week before I get up to preach, I thank the Lord that his arm is long enough to reach each and every one. And both his hands are mighty to save. He has no weak hand. We can go in confidence because he will uphold us. We have no reason to fear for our God has gone before us and he is with us. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm praying and believing in a few minutes when we open these doors and you step through them that you'll begin to walk with more boldness wherever you go. You'll walk with boldness onto your school campus. You'll walk with boldness into your place of employment. You'll walk with boldness in your neighborhood as you're praying for your neighbors and your coworkers and your friends and your family. You'll walk with boldness that you're just following after the Lord. You know, he wants your neighbor to be saved more than you do. He wants your, your son to come back to him more than you do. He wants your coworker. He is gone before you. The Holy Spirit's already at work and you ought to step with boldness knowing that he has made the crooked places straight. Amen? Amen. Number five, blessing includes more than we think. It includes more than we think. So many places think blessing and they just think finances and that's involved, but that's number six. But we see here that it includes more than we think. In other words, I don't want you to leave this place with a little view of blessing. I don't want you to leave this place with a small view of increase. It's way more than just money. It's way more than just finances. What does it say? He says, I will break in pieces the gates of bronze. <laughs> That's a freedom that you and I are promised, that in Christ we can be free. He says, I will cut the bars of iron. We don't have to live in captivity. We don't have to live in bondage. We don't have to live held down. Pastor Tang talked about this last week, right? Freedom is far more valuable than finances. There was a man who was going around committing crimes, robbing people to get money, to buy drugs, just to get high. And then he met Jesus. He was in front of a judge and Wendy said, give him another chance. Let him go to Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge brought him to celebration. Celebration brought him to Jesus and he received forgiveness in Jesus Christ and his life has has never been the same and now today he's totally free in Jesus name you and I were made to be free that's way better than more money 
Jesus, uh, John chapter 8 and 36 were promises. If the Son, Jesus, sets you free, then you will be free indeed. That's better than just a pay raise. It's being free. If you're ever forced to pick between freedom or finances, pick freedom every time. And we have been set free in Jesus. I want you to know that he says he'll break in pieces the gates of bronze. As I read this, I just felt like in my spirit, this is more than just something opening. He was destroying the very thing that was holding somebody back. Don't let the enemy tell you that this is a temporary thing. There is not enough super glue in this world to put these pieces back together. What God destroys, what he breaks, when he sets you free, come on, it's not a temporary thing, it's an eternal thing. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Number six, this is good, this is the part some of you have been waiting for, he will give unexpected increase. Amen. Thank you, Jack. Three people. That's awesome. Between the first service, that's seven people that are wanting unexpected increase. Amen. I'll say it one more time. Give you a little chance, you know. For the Norwegian Lutherans, this is also your time to get ready to say something. You can say it in English. Amen. You can say it in Spanish. Amen. <laughs> you can say it in French. Amen. I don't know how to um, do it in sign, though. Thumbs up to that. <laughs> he will give unexpected increase. Amen. Amen. He says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. Doesn't it just make you feel some kind of way when you see people living for the devil, getting increase? I'm telling you, I read things and I'm just like, why in the world? You know, just, yeah. He says, I'll give you the treasures of darkness. And I love this. He says, and hidden riches of secret places. I just, I want to tell somebody here today, this is 2022, so it might be a little bit different than 2017. But just because you can't see it yet, doesn't mean it isn't there. I'm telling you, I'm just believing that somebody, as they step through, will receive an increase, even though the economy says it's not there. I'm telling you, somebody's going to receive supernatural favor, even though the stock market says it's not there. I'm telling you, you may have been hidden from your boss. You may have been hidden from the stock market. I'm just telling you, just because you can't see it yet doesn't mean it isn't there things that have been kept from you or kept out of sight from those around you, I believe supernaturally are headed your way. I believe we will see and we have seen unexpected increase in our lives. It says it will be given to you. You know, you don't earn a gift. And we've talked about that before. There's, there's provision, there's opportunity. When you go and you work for that harvest, you earn those wages and work is hard. But this is something additional. It's something that we didn't see happening. So when we came here in 2015, um, things were interesting. And um, we, we were like, mowing, yeah, that was a nice way to say it. Um, and apparently we hadn't paid the people that were mowing the grass before that. And so... They didn't want to cut the grass anymore. So I was like, okay, I'll get on the lawnmower and cut the grass. And I was like mowing up. We used to have some land to the right over here, to the right, south. Look at that. I'm so Minnesotan. I just used a direction. South. Is it south? Did I say it right? Okay, fantastic. Praise the Lord. We were like, no, it's west, Pastor. I'm like, I tried, you know. It's south. And, uh, uh, and, and so there was just like some grass up there that quite honestly, I didn't enjoy mowing. There was no, it didn't help us. We're like, then winter, it's up a hill. You can't, and apparently they were like building something or had plans to build something. I was like, I don't feel that anointing to build that. And that's a long way. And, and then Jason Schneiderman with Schneiderman's Furniture, which you see up there, that pretty building up there, he had called and he said, hey, we'd like to buy your land. I was like, what land? We don't have any land for sale. But if you're paying, I guess I'll listen. You know, like we needed some money. He was like, I'll give you a million dollars. I was like, that's a lot of money. And then I asked around and that wasn't a good price. So we said no. And then they doubled it. Yeah. 
And then they paid some fees and stuff on top of that. But it was like, oh, okay. So then if we don't, we, we didn't even want the land. You know, the, the money's already cleared, so Jason can't get it back, you know. But like a little secret, we didn't want it. We weren't going to use it. It was just something we had to take care of. We were spending money on something we didn't want. And then somebody else is like, we do want it. We'll pay you for it. And for over a decade, some of you, if you've been around that long, had, oh, now it's 17 years. It was 10 years before I came, uh, had, had given towards building a new building. They called it now for the next and nothing happened. It wasn't now and it wasn't next. Nothing happened. <laughs> and all of a sudden, by selling some land that wasn't listed, that we didn't want and we didn't even need, it gave a seed for the building that you now see where the chapel is and the kids' classrooms and all that. And that, that seed grew into another million and a half that came in over the next year in giving. We didn't sell anything else in giving that came in and we had uh, built a four and a half million dollar addition and only borrowed one million dollars. It was a double doors moment of unexpected provision that came this way for the glory of God. And then 2019 happened and, and we started to see some more unexpected provision. We, we didn't know it was going to happen. And then there was over a million dollars was given at one time to remodel this facility. So even the last time I preached double doors, we had a center aisle and there were those maroon chairs. Remember those? The Lord bless them. They liked them in Arkansas, but we didn't need them up here anymore, you know, but... But there was a center aisle, there was these maroon chairs, the, the parking lot, there was all these kind of things and over a million dollars, I'd never seen um, that uh, million dollar check clear before in a church. I had seen one, but it, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, it cleared, you know what I'm saying? And, and so that was uh, like unexpected provision. And then uh, 500,000 for missions, and then a 600,000, it was just like these really large checks started coming in, unexpected provision. People started to get promotions. Some people started to make double what they made before. Now, a lot of those people moved out of the Twin Cities. So I'm going to pray a little bit more specific to God today that that would be you, but it would be like at your same company or something, you know, where you don't move south or whatever that is, you know. So, all right, Lord, you've heard our prayer. Okay, yes, the double provision, but, you know, not too far away, a couple miles. Okay, um, but we started to see these things happen. They were unexpected increase. So 2019, we saw these checks come in and went back to the city. He had given us favor to get the building permits over here. And I went back to the city and we had this old sign out front. You know, it was original and it was kind of beat up and it was the, the top part. We got a new thing that said Celebration Church, but the big reader board then below it, it had those plastic letters, you know, that would like slide like we were Burger King or something, you know? And it's like a long way up in the air, 30 feet up in the air. And our lift broke when, when we got here. And um, actually it died right out there in the lobby and the battery acid spilled. So that's why we always put a table right there. It covers up that etching problem. That's, there's the secret. Okay, but anyway, uh, so we didn't have a lift. And so Sam LeFaver was interning. And so he was... Uh, Climbing up the ladder, I'm sure it was OSHA approved. You know, uh, is the statute of limitations passed? And okay, we were ready to catch him. I don't know. Um, moving letters, and it was windy one day, and he almost fell. And we were like, you know what? That's not safe. We're just going to leave the sign alone. So it was just like there for a year. And I went to the city, and I said, Would you let us put a new reader board on that bottom part, a digital sign, so that it's safe? <laughs> they were like, What are you doing? That's not safe. I was like, I mean, just whatever. You know, so. And they were like, no, it's against our code. I was like, Schneiderman's has one. I want one. And they were like, it's too high. It's too big. And I was like, ain't no, my. anyway, never mind. It's a, so I said, would you think about it? Would you pray about it? They're like, it's not in our code. You can't do it, but come back next year. And then COVID happened and I forgot about it. I mean, there's a few things going on. And then Pastor Lewis came to me one day and he said, Pastor Derek, we heard from the city which is not usually what you want to hear. <laughs> I was like, what did we do? <laughs> like our church, we used to get in trouble by the city all the time, you know, but he was like, no, no, no. They said we could get a new sign. I was like, that's awesome. He said, no, a whole new sign. They approved double what we requested, not just the bottom part, but the top as well. He said double what we had requested which thankfully didn't cost quite double, but it, you know, I was like, okay, now we pay for that, you know, and because we didn't want to borrow anything else. So we paid for that. And it was like, 
there's a number of times where we've seen God do something unexpected that was double, but it caused me to think back like as a stone of remembrance. I think it was like in my first 90 days and we weren't paying our bills and problems were happening and we were thanking God for the provision of the location with 25 million people driving by every year. And there was a tree that was growing kind of in front in the fence. And that's part of our property, part of it's the city or state or county or whoever that is, us, them. And um, somebody mentioned to me, they were like, you know, the Lord gave us this great place for people to be able to see the church from the freeway and the tree is blocking that. And I said, well, let's pray that maybe in the next storm, it'll fall over. (laughs) The next day, there was a storm. We didn't kick it. We didn't cut it. We didn't push on it. And the storm ripped the tree out at the trunk and fell it over on its side a day after us saying, Lord, this is your church. Let it be visible for your people in Jesus' name. So there are just unexpected things that happen and we receive that for the Lord. What does he say in Luke chapter six and verse 38? Give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. Why? I'm glad you asked. Look at number seven and we're gonna pray. It says that you may know God. The blessing, the increase, it's more than just so you got a new sign. The pay increase, it's more than just so you could take your family on a better vacation. That favor, it's more than just, oh, you get a new title at your job. Come on, it's so that people will know that he is the God of Israel. He is the God of whoever it is. He is the one true and living God. The ultimate result of increase, dear brothers and sisters, is that we may know God who calls us by name. The increase is to deepen our relationship with him. You see, increase is not just to make our lives easier, but increase is to make our lives count for the kingdom. So we're gonna step through the double doors that God has opened. I'm gonna ask the team. I think they're going to help us bringing these doors down here in a moment. I'm going to ask if you're able, would you stand to your feet? I'm going to read a few of these Hebrew declarations over you today. And then in a moment, I'm going to open these doors as the pastor of this church, the shepherd of this house, under shepherd, under Jesus. And we're going to open these doors and then give you opportunity. If you need healing, if you need restoration, if you need increase, If you need that child in the womb, I'm telling you, you can come and walk forward. Maybe you don't have a list of needs, but you just want more of whatever it is that God has for you. As these doors are open, you can come and we'll give opportunity for everybody to come and step through these double doors. It's a physical step. You know, when we take physical steps, it's an act of faith. It's a faith declaration that says, God, I'm stepping in to whatever it is that you have for me. I'm not just gonna stay where I am. Now, again, you don't have to come forward. We're not taking the list or account, but I'm just telling you, when you step through these doors, God's gonna do something powerful in your life. If you've been here for a while, you know I'm not like this hyper-emotional, I cry all the time, but I'm not this hyper-emotional, oh, you're gonna feel something if you're not, but I'm telling you, even when we opened the doors in the first service, I felt something up here. the Holy Spirit at work, something supernatural. And I'm telling you, it's going to be something significant. Now, before we even get to this moment where I make these declarations and we open them for anybody to come through, if you're here and you're not right with God, if you're here and there's sin in your life, the Bible says there's a way that seems right in a man, but in the end, it leads to death. If you're not right with God, don't walk through these double doors until you get right with him. You may be wondering, how do I get right with God? It's very simple. You just ask Jesus to forgive you. Say, I've been going my own way. I've been going down the path that leads to death. I've been making selfish decisions. I've been making sinful decisions. And I'm not in the place where I should be. God, would you forgive me? And he will. The Bible says that the old will be gone and the new will come. You'll be forgiven. It's better than a do-over. It's you're completely made new. 
Because that's the best door that's ever been opened in the history of mankind. But now because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, he was buried and then he was resurrected. Now we can boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence who will bring us help in our time of need. So you can be saved today and set free. And then for everybody, I'm gonna pray these Hebrew blessings upon you. Then we're gonna open these doors and I'll, I'll, I'll go through first and we'll open it up for everybody to walk through and the team's gonna lead us in song. We're gonna pray and we're gonna worship. As I mentioned, people be healed. Happened in the first service. Happened at home in the first service. <laughs> people are gonna be set free. I just believe some who've been struggling with addiction and even as you step through, like in a moment, things can change. I'm praying for some increase at your job, like specifically, literally at your job, not just a new one, because <laughs> then you move on me. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm praying, as I said, felt like the Lord say a womb would be opened. I'm praying for some restoration of relationships, some inner healing. But as you step through, it'll be undeniable to you that God has done something. In the Hebrew, these double doors, the word meant that it would be opened to treasure and provision. So we're gonna declare for open doors of finances in this place. In the Hebrew, this double doors uh, said it would be open that had been shut up tightly before. And we're gonna pray that the timing would be now. You've been waiting on some things for a long time. You've been praying, you've been believing, and we're gonna pray that as these open, the timing would be right now. In the Hebrew, these double doors were doors of heaven that would open the supernatural. And we're gonna pray for miracles, signs, and wonders to take place even now. In the Hebrew, these double doors, it meant that things would become easily accessible. And I'm gonna pray for supernatural favor on your life. Cyrus, the king, his name meant keeper of the flame or the fire. And in the word, we know that fire always represents the power and the presence of God. So we as spirit-filled believers are keepers of the fire of God. So we're his anointed to whom he's opening up double doors before us. So I'm gonna pray. Would you lift your hands towards heaven in a receiving posture? I'm gonna pray and then I'll open these doors and the team will lead us in song and we'll give opportunity for you to come and walk through. We're gonna have pastors that are gonna pray for as you step through. It's a spiritually significant moment Many in the first service were overwhelmed in the presence of God. People watching at home, gifts, healings, miracles. So Father, we come to you, the only one who through Jesus can save every soul, can heal every sickness, can meet every need, can deliver everyone in bondage, can set free everyone who's been captive, can open the womb that's been closed can release favor and increase where it's been held back, can set free those who are addicted, can release freedom to those who've been living in sin, to create a place of favor where people can walk in confidence and boldness as you've gone before them. So Father, I pray without hype or emotion, but full of expectancy in our spirits. Would you do what only you can do in these moments? Would your power be on display in ways that would be undeniable to those who are watching, in ways that would be undeniable for those who've been praying, for those who prayed for decades at this church for healings and miracles and signs and wonders that we wouldn't have to manufacture, we wouldn't have to formulate, we wouldn't have to figure out, but God, people would just be able to walk through the double doors that you've been opening and we ask it in Jesus' name. And we say, do it today in Jesus' name. As we open these doors, we open these altars, if you're led by the Lord, if you want to step out from where you are, you can walk through these doors and we're going to pray for you that God would do what only you can do. Let's sing together as we declare this today. We hope that you learned something from this message and are able to apply it to your life. 
you gave your life to Jesus for the first time or for the tenth time, please reach out to us on Facebook or email us at info at celebrationchurch.net. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week.